who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey everyone, I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all, I'm JJ. Hey guys, it's Kat. And on this episode, we have the whole game Hey, I'm Riley. Oh, Riley, what are you doing? Get out of here. We're leaving it in. I like that. Yeah, we're gonna leave that in. More guests um, be like, hello. <laughs> but yeah, no, we have JJ and Kat here. It's been a busy winter, so we're super excited to have them on for this episode. How have you guys been doing? I know I missed all of y'all. Sorry I've been MIA. I've just been like work and sick and all the things that happens in the winter so but i'm excited to be here nothing really new well yeah we're glad to have you on fun things to talk about we're excited to have riley on this episode as you heard her chime in a minute ago she is currently binge listening to the podcast and she has lots of stories to share with us riley thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me it's really cool to be talking to you guys well and riley and just just to state um so so you were 10 years old when this happened right probably 10 or 11 because 10 11 12 i lived in the house and you also can you tell us about the bald man that you would see oh my gosh usually i would only see him in the winter and i think it was like related to the living room because a lot of times in the winter when we put up the christmas tree we like to um like camp out in the living room with the christmas tree and look at the lights and stuff and it was fun um and the living room had this big um windows for for like three big windows made up one of the walls and we had a little bit of bushes and then it overlooked like the front yard and the street and so sometimes there was just this guy there and it was very unnerving to to see him. He wasn't, I wanted to say he would be like, you wouldn't mistake him for like a person. 
he definitely had like a bluish hue and like dark blue overalls and stuff. It was like coveralls. It kind of looked like a snowsuit. And he was um, kind of heavier set. And his eyes were kind of interesting because they were just really dark. And it looked like he had two black eyes every time that I saw him. It wasn't like that his eyes themselves were black. Really swollen, um, dark blue, baggy. Gotcha. Maybe like he'd been punched, but I don't know why really. But I just always associated him with snow plows. Uh, maybe it's just because he was there in the winter. But he would just come and usually he'd just be in the yard, maybe walking like down the sidewalk. There was a couple times where he would come up behind the bushes. And one time he was like kind of just pressing his face in on the outside and just like looking Ugh. into the house, Ugh. which was which was pretty unnerving and creepy to see. Well, Riley, before we get too far removed from the previous stories, you did say you saw something in that basement. So I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, um, there was one time. And I had to go down there. I don't really remember why I had to go down there. I really didn't want to. I did not want to go to the basement that day. Go over to the basement door. And I'm like, okay, it's dark in the basement. I'm going to open this door. And I'm going to turn on the light really fast so that nothing can be there. So I open the door. And something is already there. Down at the bottom of the stairs. It's really freaky. It was pretty tall. It had like long flowing black robes um its face wasn't like a person face it was like a, a some kind of animal skull like just kind of elongated oh. and um it had like antlers that that came off of it it started to lift its hand and the the robes kind of fell back a little bit it had these long bell sleeves and it lifted its hand up and i just saw like this discolored gray long finger just coming out from under the rose and it had just like gnarly looking like yellowed out nails and I didn't stick around to see what it was trying to do I slammed the door closed and I ran and I don't know what I needed in the basement or if it ever actually got done but I was out of there it was it was really bad and that was before the night in the kitchen so when that feeling came over me, mm. I heard the creak on the stairs. Oh. I already knew the damn thing could move. And so I just did not want that experience. I didn't want it at all. That's a lot for a 10-year-old <laughs> to endure. Yeah. I mean, and did you just tell your parents about that constantly? Or did they kind of, yeah, no, yeah, you? Or what I happened? had this understanding that I should not tell my parents any of mm. the things that I saw that probably weren't really there because then they would think I was crazy. Mm. So I didn't really, I talked to my sisters about it. That was kind of my outlet. It's definitely convincing me that the other thing was protecting you from it, you know? Well, that, I mean, that might play out to be true because if it was the same thing that I saw later, like in this house, the thing that I saw here did turn around, even though it was really scary when I saw it, did turn around and protect me from something else. So you Ooh. saw something at this house that you're currently at? Yeah, I've kind of seen them things always, not always bad things, thankfully. That's it makes the pills a little easier to swallow because I know that there's nice things too. But I did, uh, I've seen a few things here. I had a problem with like a gray, it was like a cloud when sometimes it would be like a, a skinny, sickly looking bald guy. And my son actually saw that at one point too. And I had a friend that stayed here and she saw that. That one was more just, annoying than anything he was kind of sticky so like every time I would throw him out he would kind of bounce back and he causes me trouble like in the kitchen and stuff 
pushing stuff around or um, trying to like if I'm trying to open a can opener and mm -hmm. I, it really just feels like something is actively spinning my hands the other way. And I have carpal tunnel really bad. So it's already hard for me to open this can. And so it feels like something's just like providing opposite pressure to where I can't do what I need to do. What um, do you mean like when you say you would throw him out? I would kind of meditate a little bit and just mm -hmm. like I build up a whole bunch of energy and just push it out to all the corners of the room. And then I would um, usually walk through the house saying like the Lord's prayer or, you know, just praying or talking about just kind of general words. I'm very religious if you guys haven't pulled that already. And it usually works. Like for most things, I don't have to do that a lot, but some, some things are just sticky and they just want to keep coming back. Like if I find something that I don't like, I will get rid of it that way. If it doesn't cause me any problems and you know, then we coexist. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, Joshua was kind enough to jump on and co-host with us. Hey, Joshua, how have you been? I've been great. Busy, tired, the usual. <laughs> Nothing's really changed on that end. Glad to be back. I meant to ask you off air, but I guess I'll just do it on air, and then I can take it out if you want me to. What, how close is your wife to giving birth? Uh, a month. Our little boy is supposed to be born on uh, February 28th. I don't think he's going to make it because... Um, he's gigantic, so I have an offensive tackle uh, coming pretty soon. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I can't wait for that, and uh, we'll obviously be celebrating you along the way for that. Thank you. On this episode, we have Evelyn. Uh, she has some really spooky stories that um, I listened to on TikTok. You can find her TikTok at E-X-E-L-Y-N-N. -E -N -N. But yeah, she's got a story about a ghost boy, some spooky stuff happened with her sister. And then we just learned that she grew up in a haunted house. Evelyn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to be on. Well, I, I feel like that's a pretty good transition. Uh, not that it's exactly sleep paralysis, but the story about your sister when she was dreaming, I'd love to hear that. My sister, and I want to preface because I had to ask permission for her to even share that TikTok because for her, it was absolutely terrifying. It actually like really left a mark on her for a while. Before I say this, I just want to say that, you know, when I tell these stories, I tell them very whimsically, but this stuff is real and it did happen to us. And some people are jealous that it happened. And I don't, I don't think you want this stuff to happen to you because it can be very scary. So I want to say that. Um, my sister experienced a lot of paranormal stuff in the house that was more terror-filled. My dad called it demonic. Um, he, When I went to lunch with him, he said, everything you experienced was very mysterious or, or strange or weird. He said, a lot of things your sister experienced was very demonic, almost terror-filled. So very interesting. Um, she does not dream. And whenever she did dream growing up, she would only dream in black and white and they would only be nightmares. So that's a very specific thing. So I got used to her waking up to a nightmare and just being, she was never one to like really overreact, but you know, she would wake me up and be like, oh, I just had a bad nightmare. So I was used to that. Well, this one night I'm laying in bed and I am texting this boy. It's like 1 a.m. I'm texting this boy that I go to school with and we're talking about, ironically, the dream realm. And my sister starts to scream 
like at like out of nowhere she just starts screaming and it's a piercing scream that has me jumping out of my bed and turning on the lights like what what is happening i go over to her bed and she's like tossing and turning with her eyes still closed and she, but she's screaming and i'm like i'm like princess and i try to like shake her and wake her up and she's she's just like shaking in bed and so i run to my parents room which is right next door and i I burst through the door and I turn on the light. They're already kind of up because they heard her scream. And I'm like, come, come in here right now. And they go in there and my dad is like shaking her and she will not open her eyes, but she's still screaming. So this is like terrifying for me because I'm just standing there. It's 1 a.m. My mom's standing at the door. My dad's trying to wake her up. And finally she wakes up, she opens her eyes and she's in shock, obviously, because all of a sudden everyone's like staring at her, looking at her and she's like hyperventilating. She can't breathe. She, uh, so he tells her to sit up, she sits up and she's just trying to compose herself while my parents are like, what happened? She starts to explain that she was in a nightmare and there were these guys who were trying to take her and they were beating her and just, just all of this really bad stuff. And then we notice the marks on her neck. She has across her neck what looks like rope burns. It looks like somebody had taken a rope and literally just burned into her skin. And because it wasn't just like a red line, it was, I could see the little rope patterns and it was red and bruised. And this was terrifying for, for her, for us. And a lot of people in the comments did say, it could be a sleep paralysis demon or that this stuff does happen to people. She got the the most extent of it because we both would wake up at times with bruises on our body, scratches on our legs, strange stuff like that. She even woke up, she used to sleep with her slippers on. She even woke up one time with a burn hole as if someone had held like fire to the bottom of her foot and burned through the bottom of her slipper. And we don't know how to explain that. So that's the story with her. And in the TikTok I shared, I even have proof of, I had the boy I was texting at 1 a.m. I, I sent him a text message and I show the screenshot of the day and the time. It's like 1 something a.m. saying like what had just happened to my sister. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we have a very special guest. She uh, is super popular on TikTok and offers a pretty unique view of the supernatural slash paranormal. It's Savannah. Savannah, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks all for having me. Like, I definitely have these abilities, these giftings, but I was probably like 18 before I finally figured out how to put a veil up and Mm -hmm. not allow things to just mess with me all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm much better at it now that I have left the church and I'm not constantly surrounded by it at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was was a strain. Well, spoiler, I was just about to ask you if that uh, your mediumship gifts and what you were able to see that others were not, if it conflicted with the ideals of the church and caused a split. But I mean, I don't know if that's why, but it sounds like something to... That isn't what made me leave. I attended a different church once I met my husband and his parents were the pastors and they were very much kind of, we don't want the woo woo here. Uh, So I had to learn how to like tone it down a lot. Thought I was doing a good job. I was not. (laughs) Um, But the churches that I grew up in, it was that, I mean, I got called to go to other churches to help their pastors to figure out what was going on. My specific giftings, I'm not like an evidential medium that just like, I'm going to talk to your dead grandpa and he's going to show me birds or something. I'm going to walk into a room and tell you, this happened in this room. These people are involved or were involved. And I can see that you are struggling with alcoholism right now or that dude she is cheating on his wife right now like that's my kind of specific Mm. wow yeah i'm more i i kind of i don't even know if i should call myself a medium more of like a shadow worker um Mm -hmm. that i am a little more in control of now but at that time i was not in control of it and i would venture to say was a bit exploited for Mm. that gift yeah that's kind of a story we haven't heard before on the podcast where somebody has those gifts and was kind of intertwined with the church with a big burden yeah so kind of that intense religious atmosphere was that pretty common for the part of the like where you grew up like was were churches like that all over that area oh yeah i grew up in the bible belt that's still a thing right now i've noticed there's been a big turn intentionally towards deliverance and getting more into seeing the demons and seeing the witches everywhere with the rise of people like Greg Locke and other TikTok pastors and that sort of thing. It's becoming Mm -hmm. heavily prevalent and it's concerning, like to say the least. So yeah, yeah, it's it's common. Do you think that like in a totally kind of cynical 
mindset like that that's kind of a way to recruit younger people who may be more interested in more like new age spirituality and like more the woo woo oh, kind of stuff absolutely absolutely and i think there's such at the same time this is rising up in the church but there's also been a big exodus from the church since like mm -hmm. 2020 where people are getting more into just general spirituality and learning how to manifest and all of the sorts and the christian pastors that are paying attention to that are using the the christianese versions of those yeah. things a lot more than they used to is your family still heavily involved with the church i left first and my parents are on their own somewhat deconstruction journey i don't really ask about it i don't want to influence it in any way i want them to naturally find whatever truths and peace they are looking for my in-laws i live in their yard now in my camper they are still actively pastors so that's mm -hmm. complicated and yeah. i was just about to say what do they think about your social media presence we don't talk about it <laughs> we, we it's just it's just not brought up do not do, don't mention it your husband's never like hey do you know savannah has gotten you just like kick him under the table like nope we're not going into this oh he he tries to like prod every now and then and but they just they so don't want anything to do with it mm -hmm. that it's just change the subject immediately <laughs> like let's just all pretend to be happy and we're not going to talk about it yeah not even like sure. um scripted lore about the Appalachian area like you ever bring up Bigfoot or soft now, my like father-in-law is like super duper into um like the Bigfoot and Skinwalker Ranch shows so we've been able to kind of connect up that a little bit I'm, yes I like I have an in like might make him <laughs> like me eventually <laughs> uh, like, so that's like that's about it I could just see you being like, yeah, Bigfoot's really cool. Do you know somebody died in that corner of your house like 30 <laughs> years ago? And he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always been no, don't, absolutely not. Do not talk about that. Um, well, not to harp on this part of it too much, but it's just so interesting. The thought of you as a teenager kind of being paraded around to homes to sever some demonic connection with a family or a house. Also, we all have like, deconstruction in our <laughs> yes. recent or longer past from the church so I thought you're gonna be like we we all have demons in our homes <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> what's she talking about why we're like so interested in that topic because yeah. it's it feels like a very safe place to talk about it if um, you're comfortable with that oh totally yeah kind of one of my final questions about that that period of your life is there any very memorable story or is there a memorable story you could share about that time when you were going to somebody's house and you feel like you really did accomplish helping that person with something that was very intense for them or their family? Yeah. I mean, there were several times where I remember there was one person who, when I walked in immediately, I saw her, uh, her sexual assault play out in front of me yeah. um and there was some just heavy even like a physical manifestation of that grief and of that trauma was just like present in that place and at the time that was demon um but now looking back I mean she was just so overwhelmed and so traumatized like it had just taken on an almost physical form um and we were able to help her at different stages 
as she healed, as she got help for that, it became easier and it the activity decreased. Um, but then there were other times where absolutely not, like this person was just sick um, and they needed to like maybe go to the hospital. Like this is just not okay. Um, one time I saw someone levitate. That's Whoa. always a that's always a conversation starter. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like light Was as a feather. Was it like, a like exorcism or something like that? Uh, it turned into it real quick. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. They start coming up off the ground, and you're like, well, this. I guess we're doing this right now. <laughs> Me and you. Let's go. Yeah. Was it just you there or other people? No, no. I was, I never went alone. I always oh, okay. had my parents with me at least, if not some other adults from the church. Mm -hmm. When that happens, are you able to see an entity causing that? Or is it just, it's happening and you know, there's something supernatural taking place? At times, um, the majority of the time when there was something that I when it was occurring and I don't have any other word for it than demon, I could literally see i hate saying i could see a demon uh, whatever it was i could actually physically see um the entity that was present and so do mm -hmm. you do you immediately start verbally kind of going after or attacking that entity to stop the possession or levitation of that person like how do you resolve that issue what I allowed my role to be because they tried to kind of put me in that role for me to take the lead and me to do the casting out. And I, it was too much. It was just too much. I'm like, I'm the only one with eyes and ears on the situation. Like y'all can handle the rest. Um, I would just verbally describe what I was seeing, what I was feeling, what I was hearing, tell everyone else. I'm like, and now you guys do the thing. And so let them go into the the deliverance part of things and is there anything mm -hmm. that you see in like movies and media that they get right about that situation or they get incredibly wrong about that situation it's usually god the majority of movies are just catholic propaganda <laughs> and i i have such a hard time even enjoying them anymore which sucks because i used to be a horror buff um occasionally they're very close to reality, but the majority of the time it's completely over dramatized, like as to what actually mm -hmm. occurs in real life. I got you. So for example, the movie Deliverance, I That's not really like a supernatural one, isn't it? Deliverance? That's like people go on like a river camping trip and get about the... kidnapped. Are you thinking of the exorcist? Say, that's banjos. Exorcist. Thank you. Yeah. Doing banjos. Sorry. I was like, wait, JJ's right. What am I thinking about? Exorcist. Sorry. We had this weird thing happen once Dueling where we had. Right. But like, that's the movie name? No, it's a song that like the little kid. That's a different movie, Dueling Banjos. That's like a YouTube video. Like an inbred kid that plays the banjo. and. I know the song. Okay. I got confused with how it was related to the conversation, but I'm in. Here we go. Um, <laughs> but The Exorcist, you know, that's like, I think, an example a lot of people go to. We randomly had a guest on who was not on to, for anything to do with The Exorcist. And she was like, oh, yeah, my great uncle was one of the 
one of the priests exercisers yeah who yeah. was at the actual you know so that movie for example you know with like the the, the vomit and and all that stuff do you feel like that's a little over dramatized or and the dueling banjos uh, completely oh <laughs> completely never seen anybody's head you know do a full 360 the i have seen people throw up like after like mm-hmm. it's almost just this like physical release I don't know why that happens. It, not to that degree, to the exorcist degree of throwing up. But I have, yeah, people do throw up sometimes. Well, it's like a normal amount of throw up. Just Yes, you know, <laughs> okay. whatever. There's the normal stomach contents yeah. already were. Right. That's a good yeah. question. There's not like a, a vortex of <laughs> no, stuff like in, the, in the movie. Skewing. No. Yeah. Oh. We call that calling dinosaurs in my house when somebody has to vomit. I'm not sure if anybody else does that. That's so cute. first off, thank you for sharing all of that. We yes, really dug around. Yeah, we really dug around in that for a while. And I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to, I mean, that that's really um, one of the more fascinating things I've heard on this podcast. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. I'm Joshua Darren. And I'm Evelyn Salazar. I'm Savannah. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy, but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.